truth in this art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, our guest is a musical visionary who seamlessly blends the essence of Atlanta with the vibrant spirit of Baltimore. He's a masterful producer and vocalist, crafting genre fusions that resound with substance and capture Baltimore's creative scene. Please join us in welcoming my next guest, Jordan M. Graham, Lord's Wrath. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, man. It's good to be here. It's going to finally meet you. It's good to meet another artist in the game. Yeah, man. Um, we're we're definitely, I think, in in having this sort of follow-up, it's definitely, you know, we had the initial conversation chat last week. And I'm like, okay. And, you know, what where initially sparked me, you know how people will ask, how did you discover me? How did you discover my work? And so on. I'm out there. You know, it's literally, and I saw maybe a snippet of, of the video for Puke, and I was like, all right, what's this about? And then I see people I know, it's like, okay, what's this about? So that's where that sort of, you know, introductory, that sort of um, initial like awareness of the stuff that you're doing. And then I'm really thrilled that I was able to connect with you. So, awesome. yeah. Um, so as we start in that sort of vein of introductory things, I wanted to open it up and give you the space to, you know, introduce yourself and then i have like some sub points because uh i think there's a lot of strength and power when someone introduces their self i can give you the sort of introduction that's written it goes through chat gpt's spell check yeah, i want to have yeah. the dirty one i want to have the real one how do you present yourself please so i think it's really important for me to like start off like with my roots um yeah. uh like i'll start with like the folks you know um my dad uh Grew up in Canarsie, Brooklyn, and my mom grew up in, uh, I believe, Queens. And they were, like, that close to each other, but, like, never knew, and then ended up going to the same college. Um, and um, weren't even, you know, they, they ended up being, like, best friends, and, like, something happens once, and, like, boom, here I am. But, um, like, I always like to highlight, like, the, the pastor and, like, biologist, um, like, whole deal, because... Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting story. Um, but you know, beyond that, a lot of my upbringing had to do with the being in church, like a lot and, you know, like dealing with, um, being judged and like, it kind of really made me have to mold my character into like, this is who you are. And then, you know, uh, so, so just starting off, you know, I'm Jordan Graham. Uh, my, my, on my father's side, we're Jamaican and uh, Cuban. My mother's side, we're Trinidadian and uh, Native American. Uh, I was born in Atlanta. Um, and then uh, we moved over a bunch of places to settle, settle in Maryland uh, when I was around 10. Um, and, you know, my musical journey started, you know, around that time where, uh, you, know, you know, we spoke about, like, uh, you know, my mom, like being musical, being in the Philharmonic, and then um, actually, when I was born, she ended up selling her violin to um, to like afford a plane ticket to like come and take care of me, like like be with my dad, and, and like um, so like I, I think a lot of my music came from like basing everything in like some form of love, whether it's uh, you know love can be angry, <laughs> you know what I mean, you know love can be sad, and you know love can be happy, and you know you can hit everything from there, but. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I started like doing music seriously around, uh, three years ago. I, I got with the Nomads, um, and the EDM 
scene. Yeah. Um, and mainly in Philly, a lot of people thought I was from Philly. I'm from I'm from Bowie, Maryland. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I was just out there. You know what I mean? Uh, making myself uncomfortable, going by myself, meeting other people who are making themselves uncomfortable. Um, and, um, and you know, the the whole Lord's wrath thing came from like the whole being biblical. You know, my like I like what's like the the greatest thing in the Bible. The most dangerous thing is when like God gets angry, and I want to be the most dangerous. They make the most dangerous music, but like that more turned into like, like, like having the Lord title, like a more of like a, a royalty thing, like, like, and I'm from PG, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's where you got all the, the hood niggas who are rich, who think they're hood niggas, but you, you got a nice life type shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you're good, relax. It's <laughs> all to, good, bro. <laughs> yeah, come on. You don't have to be gang affiliated. You drive a Beamer to high school. Like, like, re- let let's relax. You know what I'm saying? And like, I came from private school, bro. Like, <laughs> I'll throw this to you because I, I I think this this really works. Mm. One of the names I've gone around and people who know me really intimately know that I know you're not supposed to give yourself nicknames, right? Right. But Lord Lee has been one of mine for a while. Bro, I'm saying the Lord thing is cool. <laughs> it's just where it's at. It's like, because it's like, yo, not only am I like, you're a God amongst the gods, you're a God among men. And like, there's a lot of like um, philosophical semantics that go behind like these words like Lord and King. And when yeah. you really break them down, they're very intense and they mean something. And, you know, even calling yourself that separates yourself from people who call themselves niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'll put it. I'll, I'll give you this. It, it's it's interesting because now we're just going to get into esoteric kind of Aquarius things now, where mm. you know, like Lord and King, both four letter words, right? And you have the jokes about the four letter words and so on. And I remember, you know, it was one of those things. I had this bit with one of my buddies of what like black guy describer do you appreciate most? You know, like when someone calls you Chief, what's going on, Chief? You know, mm. it's just it's sort of that level and. The other day I was out with my my partner and we we're we we're going to get like coffee or something. And I ran into one of the people I know at the coffee shop. He's like, what's good, King? And she was mm-hmm. like, I call you King all the time now. I was like, yeah. All right. But see, who guess who's taking a different level? Like like the, the, the guys who are heavily influenced, like by the Muslim and like yeah. that community, they call each other Lord and God. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like, like, like that's why they carry themselves like that, because. Like you getting called something that like you you may not feel like right now, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that, like on a deeper level, like that's it's gonna bring you out of like, damn, you're right, you know what I'm saying? I should be acting like this. Like that's why that's why they carry themselves like that. That's why I carry myself like that. That's why you carry yourself a certain way. Like it's it's we you 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 recognize it. Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. You see it. That's what it is. I mean, game recognize game, as it were. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lord recognize Lord. <laughs> so, Lord recognize Lord. So let let let's let's go back a little bit. You you were touching on like you know making yourself uncomfortable, and I like that. That really stuck out to me of like going in there and kind of it, it's 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 not pop psychology, but it's a version of it. I think for mm-hmm. us to extend and expand, it's almost like exposure therapy at times. Yeah, like, absolutely. You absolutely. Know, but, when I get into a spot where I'm trying to like grow this, you don't want to be stagnant. You don't want to just keep doing the same thing. So I'm like, I'm going to try to stretch the boundaries. Who can I talk to? What type of interview can I do? And I work these things in there. Of, mm. um, 
you know, just kind of being in spaces where I don't like being around people a little too long. You know how that that goes. And but I'll, I'll do it. I do this thing I call the override. So that's that sort of making myself uncomfortable because it has a goal, it has an intention behind yeah, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Intention is very important. I've learned like that's that's what sets everybody the the big against the little. Like you know, like like I was putting out good music before, but I had no intention. You know what I mean? I was just like, this sounds good. You know what I mean? That's that's like one of the things when people talk about like I I, I know this is musically or whatever the art is, right? Music, painting, what have you. And people will talk about like, you know, curators, you'll talk to people like reviewing the stuff. They're like, mm-hmm. man, this is great. This is sonically great and so on. But then you hear, doesn't speak to me. It's not saying anything. It's well done, but it's not saying anything. Because there's nothing behind it. There's like, there's like, and going back to like making yourself uncomfortable, yeah. I, I will relate it all. Like when I was putting myself in that position, I was like, I had dropped off, dropped out of college um, because I was like doing psychology and they put me in a practicum where I was doing uh, I was doing social work for parents and children in the uh, prison system Oof. at like 22. And my mind, like I had everything to like like do the therapy thing. Like I, I even got through that. But like once I did, I was like, no, nah, I can't do this. I can't like I don't have the capacity to take on your feelings because like I still don't know what to do with mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like that's not a risk. Like that's some your a job. You know what I mean? Like, like that's what you gotta do. Get up every day and like flush that out of your system. It's like nah, I feel too much for it. You know? Like, I, I like I I had to like learn relearn sympathy because of that or empathy because of that because you learn to separate that because it's a job so much. But like when it's kids. That's that's the sort of a thing that, you know, I'm around and I and I I'm aware of it. Like I I push back sort of some of these things that you, you put up this defensive posture, this and, and definitely I think it relates. We put up these defensive postures, this sort of armor, if you will, to Tanahasi coats it, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, especially when we're navigating with our creativity, with our creative work. And, you know, I've been offered so many different opportunities recently to work with young people. And I feel so old saying that, but work with students, work with like teenagers and helping them kind of go through the whole thing of podcasting and knowing that people that look like me that fit my specific demographic, black male, are just at a, you know, at a, they're in demand when it comes to um, working with, you know, young kids that are, you know, black kids. Yeah, I, I see that. I see that a lot. And I see, and what what made me even more uncomfortable uncomfortable in putting myself in that environment because there was not like a lot of black kids mm. like in the scene you know what I mean like in the underground scene because like you know you you get raised somewhere and it's like you call that shit white people shit you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> and I went to school in Michigan so like I, I was like all right I'm snowboarding I'm skiing um, you know what I'm saying? I'm doing all this like backwards shit. Maybe they, maybe they, get, maybe they know something. Maybe they know something. So like when I was like, all right, I'm I'm back at home. Like I'm I I'm I'm gonna put myself and and just I'm gonna go by myself. Like do these go to these festivals, these shows in Philly. Cause like I, like I had like worked in Philly for a while, so I was like, all right, like I don't really know anybody, but I know the city. Like I know where I'm at. So. It honestly, bro, it took one time for me to go in there and make friends with other people who were there by themselves. 
mm. and like like I met my boy Justin. Uh, he's like crux steps now, and my boy uh, Jared. Uh, he is um, he is Pink Shinobi. Um, he the, the, like they're they're doing insane things, but like we created a group, and from there, like people saw like oh shit, like y'all are just fans, and now <laughs> you're making the music, and that was like the whole secret. Like just sit down, get on the computer, and figure out how to make what you like. And I was like going there with the uncomfortability, like I'm going here to make friends. But then I fell in love with like, I can make a sound on my own. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like this is different. This is like a different type of power. So yeah. like, like gaining that uncomfortability and like, I'm a, I'm a black guy, like in this scene. And like, we, like our group was like basically only minorities. You know what I mean? Like that, that's the group, like the nomads, they're still the homies. And they're still doing big things. But um, they they gave me big respect when I made myself uncomfortable again and was like, I have to not do this anymore because, um, yeah, I'm getting, I got my rage out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got, I'm, I did the, I'm more dry, I'm angry. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's gone. You know, and now it's like, I have so much more to say and like so much more that I can design. Like all I have to do is put my head down and learn how to mix and master my voice. Yeah. And, uh, I, I decided to do that last year, around this time. Wow, last year around this time. And um, I was like, yeah, no more shows. Like, I'm not, I'm not going out because, like, that's now that's comfort. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now going out to shows, people seeing me, like, networking, like, playing shows even. Now it's comfort. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I have to not do that anymore. Like, that's, like one of the hardest things and because people think like oh he's gone like you fell off but also like i'm not doing the shit that i like anymore so i can do something that maybe i like more and it was super scary bro it was super scary because like you know you think that you know the fans aren't there anymore or 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 whatever but you know when this album came out and the response i got i was like oh shit like they stayed and they waited. You know what I mean? Like, they, they waited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and saw like I was doing something different and like, I I did not. And this is no disrespect to the fans at all because I love them, but I was not expecting like such a dynamic year across the board. And like, people are with the new shit, and I'm really excited to give them more because like I, I got more shit. <laughs> And, and that's and that's one of the things. And thank you for that, because I, I, I want to get I want to go into one question because I want to step back a little bit, but I at least want to comment on that. Um, so, you know, I think when we talked, I was telling you that I'm doing the stuff that's in Baltimore, obviously, and I've done stuff in Philly and other cities. Right. Right. And I remember I reached out to one of my um, peers in the whole podcasting space and I asked him, should I make this a separate thing? Should I make it a separate feed? And he was like, I don't think you should. He's like, I think, you know, if people are rocking with you, as you were touching on with the fans. If people yeah. are rocking with you and they dig what you're doing, they're going to follow you. You just have to know where you're leading them. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. That's bro to that. That's why I strategically, I'm not, if I'm not sure if you've seen the albums, but I think like I put out like just three major ones. Um, um, if uh, like the, I just have to get on here because it's been so long. <laughs> I mean, I I follow you on Spotify now, so. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, all right. So, so let me, <laughs> 
so let me figure out my music. <laughs> let me but figure my out my intro. <laughs> um, okay, so I make it worth what uh, what you left behind, and yeah. like that's when I was like first in there. Well, not first in there, but like this is the album, and like you know, make it worth what you left behind was like I'm leaving behind like like I, left, I felt I left Michigan behind, and like uh, like I, I had an ex up there, like I, I had to leave so I can like come home and like you know do this shit so i worked on that album and i was like all right make it work worth what you what you did but i was on the scene and then grips grips was like this year i was like it's changing this is what it's going to sound like and then path to lord that's like this is what the album is going to sound like and then boom so it was like it's very strategic on because you have to like spoon feed them into this is who i really am you know and that's the thing that you know that, that that people get caught on like you know i consume a lot of i, I like the things that i like and i consume them like kind of quickly it's, it's a bit much right and i remember this season of um what was it um black mirror and i remember people were complaining about the horror episodes of the you know or leading to red mirror which may be a spinoff that's horror focused and i'm like yo just follow it if you're with the brand the same the, the type of storytelling the attention all of those things yeah people get very you know persnickety and i don't think i don't know if that's the sign of a true fan like i rally against fans at times because i think fandom a lot of times i go to conventions and things of that nature it's they're fans because you're doing the thing that they like but as soon as it you know you switch they're not following sort of at least in my opinion, they're not following sort of the trajectory. They're just saying, oh, you're not doing the old stuff. The Jay-Z line comes to mind, you know? This, this is what I have to say about that. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. People, there's like a difference between the people who like listen to understand and listen to react. And the people who listen to react are quick to speak their mind. And... That's why I'm not on Twitter anymore, because like you just see a lot of like this is how I feel right now. And and then 10 seconds later, it may not be how they feel like. But the worst part about that is when people speak their mind, they put it in a place where it's there for potentially mm -hmm. forever. Yeah. So that it, that carries a lot of weight because just like a review, you know, what I mean, just like how you're talking about, like. Oh, I I didn't like it. Like, all right, this is your first time seeing it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you didn't get it. Yeah. Watch it again. Oh, second time I watched it, it was tough, but I'm not gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna backtrack that one. Exactly. Try to complain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, you don't get to equalize the weight. It's just like negative all the time. It's 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 the poison of <laughs> letting dumb people say shit. <laughs> It's a great, great way to put it. I thought it was gonna be something super eloquent. It was just like, nope, just very matter of fact. Nope, nope. <laughs> so, so let, let let's go back into to this. I want to um, key in on like sort of the like the process or what have you of, you know, when you're like building out and, and thinking through the conception of I want to work on a project. This is the visual component because there's a lot of distinct elements in the stuff that's out there, musically speaking, visually from the brand. So, so talk to us about that sort of the thoughtfulness that goes into it and, you know, ultimately creating something with substance it's not just music with substance it's the whole thing has substance so walk us through that a little bit so i can my the best explanation will start in the music and end with the visual sure so uh when it comes down to music i 
do I was doing I used to do my best to like gimmick, you know, like that was the EDM thing, like like what's the meme? Take that sample, manipulate mm. it. And right now it's I have to be vigilant in creating real life things like familiar like me and my girl were, were recently talking about like yo your alarm goes off at midnight every single night and i'd be like doo, 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 doo. i was like hmm that's what i'm the sample <laughs> you know what i mean but and it's it's, fami it's familiarity for us but who knows who else watches going off at that time you know everybody dances to like their thing in their car sometimes so like like let's let's take those fun elements but then again there's like also the aspects of my real life like i record a lot like my my voice memos are full because you never know like if you if you plan on making yourself uncomfortable and trying to live an exciting life record the audio if you're going to be a producer because there's very very strange different things that that go into it that create substance for another person and not just you as an individual. Um, and we can go from sounds, but like overall, uh, damn, I'm telling a little secret, but um, a lot of the a, a lot of the album is like me getting over like an individual and then like becoming confident in myself to be like, hey, get over it. So a bit spitefully, I use like, some of their favorite movies and my favorite movies <laughs> just to be like and, and use those snippets from like getting over you <laughs> you know what i mean like and, and like the breakup parts and like all of that so and, and and like that's personal for me but like i'm not the only one that's seen those movies i'm not the right. only so it creates a cinematic atmosphere where i'm not just you're not just listening to like what i'm saying but like what's going on in the background something like that makes you feel something mm -hmm. and like I, I put a lot of intention into that and like people will feel that um on the visual side like and just speaking about puke um we met over three or four weeks um planning that out um uh, very very meticulously very strategic we like we've got notes on like what exactly we want um in the video and we wanted to make sure that Maryland was represented. We want to re represent the like uh, whitewashing of uh, ethnic cultures in America. And we also want to highlight um, just just like what's going, what Baltimore is. You know what I mean? And and like trying to direct the scene in a, a pal palatable direction because at, at the very moment the scene is kind of everywhere. Everyone likes everything. Mm -hmm. That's okay. But we need a staple. And that staple, we used to have DMX. That used to be the staple. Yeah. And like, it's gone. So what's next? And it's not who's next. It's what's next. What's because, the next wave? Yeah. Yeah. We can all start our own thing and then hone in on what it is that'll make here a more robust place not even a more robust place. It is a very robust place to be. It's just not represented nationally. Like even 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 down to like the like civil engineering. But that's like a whole other. That's a whole other thing. But um, yeah, we met with uh, it was me, uh, Riddell, um, aka uh, Eulogy, 
uh, Jefferson. Uh, uh, he's a very, very great uh, photographer and, and videographer. Um, and he, he works for PlayStation. And um, and, and uh, my, my girlfriend, Madison Clark, she's a model and a photographer as well. And um, you know, her friend who's a model, uh, a siren. And we, we all just got together and we just, this is what it's going to be. This is what it's going to look like. And then we're going to bring things from Blair Witch Project. That's that's Maryland. We're going to bring out the crabs. That's Maryland. That we're going to, and and we're going to put put do it in a way where everywhere can see, everybody can see it. And um, yeah, just the the visual aspect I made sure to outsource for because I learned that um, doing things on your own. Yes, you can learn a lot from it, but it puts you in a box because everybody's special. Mm -hmm. it, I, I think it takes away too where, you know, it doesn't take away from like the vision, what have you, but it takes away from, it makes, um, it's like when someone is inefficient, you know, it's just like, I'm doing multiple things. You know, I can run this, I can do this interview. I can keep time. I can run this board. But if I wanted to, you know, have the visual component with this, like actually have someone shooting this, I can't do it. Right. You know, from this sort of stage, I'm sure it could be some version where I have a tripod and it's just on me. But, you know, I have a standard that's a little bit higher than that. You know what I, I mean? No, I definitely understand. And like you want what you what you want. And like, that's why it's important for it's important for you to like continue to network and then outsource. Because like mm. I've been in the position where I'm like, I want to outsource. And life was like, no, deal with this disappointment. I got something better for you in the future. Because, bro, even down to, to, to puke, like, that was supposed to go to somebody else. Like, that, like, it was supposed to be, like, like uh, you know, somebody else trying to help out in the scene, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it ended up, like, life was like, hey, you know, deal with being sad about it. Here's this individual. And I ended up working with, with Eulogy. And, like, he's now like my anr and you know like we're like we're, we're we're doing crazy things together so yeah man like it's that combination of making yourself uncomfortable like doing your own work but also trusting other people who like because you have to trust your vision right like you got to trust like who you see and like that was i i, I saw riddell oh, and 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 karan karan is a, like very huge like aspect of this as well because he connected me and me and riddell and he's the one that took the the, the the photos and like I I, I will take a, a a little bit of time to like just say like how like important outsourcing for visual is for those who like are talented in a, a certain way. I'm talented in, in audio. I and I will admittedly tell you that I'm not talented in visual composure. I'm not. I'm just not. That's not. I, I'm a good model. I'll stand there for you, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious. So that's why I had to like just ask my girlfriend, like, yo, what's what is good? What looks good? Like, who would be good? That's it. I ended up getting with Jefferson, and he, he, you know, like he's on a whole nother stage now. I'm like, they're just like, oh, we'll do it for you because like this is what we like. This is our passions. This is, and this is when you learn to shut the fuck up <laughs> and just let them do their thing. And that's just let them cook. Just, just let, let them, them cook. cook. Let them cook. She stopped. I was trying to like put on my own thing, like in the video and whatnot. And like my girls looking at me like, nah, we're not wearing <laughs> that. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, I think this looks nice. <laughs> no, let them cook. 
Every- I'll, throw, I'll throw this to you. I'll throw this to you where, you know, I always like look for that when there's these opportunities to do like live podcasts or things out there that are public. I'm sitting here in a dirty wife beater right now in track pants. That's what I'm wearing. I would not. I might wear this on stage. It probably wouldn't, though. But honestly, that'd be, that'd be dope. Honestly, it's kind of sweaty. But, I'm just doing it. <laughs> but I, I remember, I remember one time recently. Actually, my partner, she was like, "You have a utilitarian style. You can go from the gym to the train to work, and it's all one fit." And I was like, "Look, I'm always busy. I don't have Look, time bro, to do these things." You know how Bert Kreischer always does the shirt off thing? <laughs> yes. I'm not quite I'm there, saying, yet. bro. You just start doing lives. It's the same fit. <laughs> just hey Arnold and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really funny. So I want I want to get this from you. Um, you you touched on even in in the call or what have you uh, that we we had. You know, you talked about this this feeling around the Baltimore scene. You, you touched on it a moment ago. So I want to get your 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 viewpoint on sort of like. Where where is it going? Like you know, like from your your you know specific like point of view, and um, I definitely want to get into some of your influences as well. But I want to touch on that piece. Um, sort of where is it going? Because you know, and I'm sure you've you've seen this and you've you've heard the different things of this is Baltimore and it's kind of going through this re- this renaissance and this reset, if you will. But it seems like certain voices are pushed up. And other voices are kind of like, eh, your story doesn't matter as much. And I have a lot to say about this. Please. I have a lot. This is why I appreciate, um, you know, the guys that, uh, like Michael Kandar and uh, a friend of mine, Curran, uh, at SPR, um, because they are looking for not the obscure, but like a blend, a different um and I'll touch back on that, that in a moment. And I, I'm not going to like highlight the individual or individuals who like experience this, but you can be from anywhere. And as soon as you make a song that tracks and that is to industry standard, it's going to get picked up. And may get picked up by a major and may get picked up by minor, but that's what gets picked up industry standard they have developed what industry standard is mm-hmm. and they have influenced creators to conform to it mm-hmm. and the reason why people think hot is hot is because hot gets shown to you and it, you you are told it's hot by people who you think are individuals in their own way all the way but no they get paid so you can be an obscure artist. You can have like your 100 song discography and the one song that you sold out on, that may be the one that's popping. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think happens here all the time. And what I know happens from artists that are from here that grow into other spaces. Like you get pushed to do you, but mm-hmm. what the image the ideal image of you of the people who are putting money in your pocket you know what i'm saying so what does that do to the underground it dilutes it it destroys what was innately special about it and the other weird weird part is it creates subgenres <laughs> of music and that is even more diluted itself 
Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that they're not important, but what if we just called Baltimore club music club music and it'd probably get played in LA a little bit more. And then those artists, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because and you go, you go back and you go, go and listen to the artists who make the Baltimore club music, go listen to their old shit. They weren't making that. Right. right. <laughs> You're there. We're conforming. So you can hear a part of yourself in a way that other people want to hear it. So, who do I blame? I blame the people who are, who want certain things to be a certain way. Like even, and I love DMX, but like even down to like the the black men and women who are from Baltimore or from like even this area, of all of Maryland, what's pushed is that we fucking kill each other. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We kill each other, sell drugs and fucking, this is the only thing about it. Like, it. like <laughs> you, you, and, and that, and it's, and it's real wild for people to hear about like PG niggas because it's like, oh, y'all, y'all actually got money. You know what I'm saying? Like PG County, nigga, PG County, the richest, the richest black county in America. Like, like that's not rapped about, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like then no one's rapping about like the, uh, like the other, like richest black uh, city. Like no one's rapping about that because no one's getting money to do that shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's happening here. It's happening here so much that nobody knows what the direction is. Yeah. Um, I, that's, I, that's what I want. I want to give, let's like, let's give everyone a direction. Like let's push wealthy wealthy black wealthy white wealthy everybody coming from regardless you know because there's a lifestyle out there that's that that's shunned hard hard yeah um you know when i'm when i'm doing this i always look at what feels genuine and you know i've been podcasting a very long time right and i've done a litany of different types of podcasts some movie review podcast, some news and pop culture with a, a twinge of Deez of the Mirror before that wrapped. And I've been doing this. And these are things that felt normal to me. And I was kind of ahead of the curve on many of these things. So am I a tastemaker? I don't know. I wouldn't dis- define myself or look out for opportunities that present that. But when I see people just kind of doing the typical, I'm going to do a barbershop style podcast and we're going to talk about these things. That's in my specific lane. Right. So I see it in music all the time. Like, you know, now granted I, I, when I was in New York recently, I definitely played a lot of New York drill, but drill is not a thing specifically in these different areas. It's just like, we're jumping on a wave. thought drill was a London thing initially. And then Chicago had their piece. And he kind of like spawned off and did his own things. But it's like, this was pop and this is my way in. So this is like the foot in the door, but through creativity. Absolutely. I, and I feel you, but, and it's so, it's so much harder for you to be genuine when you're putting a box up. Mm-hmm. Like when, oh man, my only way out is to like rap about doing the drill and actually doing it, maybe getting away with it because that's how everybody gets put on. Bro, 21 Savage was a great rapper before he killed somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, no, I'm I'm dead serious. No. I'm dead serious. He, he, I'm dead serious though. Like, but that's that's what got him popping. You know what I'm saying? And but and there's some sadness behind that story as well. Yeah. But like he still he still had that talent before then. 
You're right. I, I think when you go back to sort of the, the machine, right, whatever that machine might be, like, you know, as you, you touched on earlier, when it comes to people kind of saying goofy things and then not letting it sit for a second, I hated this album. And then like two hours later, you know, it's, it's pretty good, actually. It's, yeah. it's a version of that. Like all of these systems, if we're driven, you know, by social media, the, the moment where, you know, someone would say like in media, what have you would say Twitter has spoken. You've personified a social media app to be sort of the think piece and what yeah, drives the yeah, industry. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Absolutely. And you read about, and I'd imagine this impacts, you read about sync licensing and all of that different stuff. I remember listening to an interview, forget the the rapper, but basically he said that he did an album to fit those, those metrics as you, you were kind of touching on earlier a little bit. And I'm like, do something that's wild. Like, I get it. You got to make money. You got to do that. But... I think if more people are kind of being uncomfortable and, and stepping in that different direction, the lane has to open up a bit wider. Oh, uh, absolutely. And it would, but like, it has to start somewhere. You know what I mean? Like it has to start. And, and that's why I feel like, I feel like it, it definitely started with eulogy in, in this aspect because he was like metal crap. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and, and not saying that it hasn't been done before, but like, it hasn't been done here in that fashion. And then, then, I'm not saying I'm not the next best thing, or the next important thing, but piggybacking off of that, like, I, you know, I mixed, I did metal, jazz, and hip hop. <laughs> I did like EDM and and hip hop. I did like, like, like all of these blends, like, and it's palatable across the board, and like who my question is like how, who's responsible for for pushing it because the people are listening to it mm-hmm. you know they get drowned out you know like the, the fans get drowned out all the time and they also get like pushed by ads like oh you know this is cool this is bro nobody was fucking doing perks in 2016 like that <laughs> so hold on, hold on. so you, you mentioned and i definitely want to get this from you you mentioned like blending genre so and and I've and I've noticed that and I was like, let me hit this dude. Let me ask about this. So when what is that moment where you feel like super excited when you're when it hits, whether it be from the sort of overall overarching vision or even like blending like, you know what, I'm gonna throw a little little jazz in here, what have you. Like, you know, I find myself getting really excited for certain interviews and certain questions I get to ask people. And then it's, a, it's different levels to that excitement. So so tell me about that. Like when you're like, this slaps, this hits, this is exactly what I wanted. This turned out perfect. Okay. So there's, there's a few aspects to that. Please. There's the production aspect, the I want to put vocals over this aspect, and then the one that encapsulates them all at the end of the mixing and mastering process and post-production. <laughs> Strange, okay, strangely enough, like some sounds do come to me through delusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, oh, let's, let's like exp- expand on this. Like, this is weird. Um, and, you know, other times it's like very simple thing. I find myself active listening a lot. So like, um, and I and I try to go outside the boxes as much as possible. So, the the first part is like finding the the, the strangeness in the the normality. 
and then replicating that, whether it's sample or, um, you know, however, it's more than likely going to be through the sample process. That process fucking sucks. <laughs> that process, because, like, you have to figure out what BPM am I feeling right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, like, that's a weird thing to say if you, like, are not, don't, like, think in BPMs, like, like what because i can be feeling 100 i could be feeling 90 like i'm smoking like but if i'm feeling like 140 150 i'm gonna be like i'm, I'm be saying some things you know what i mean so like it's 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 like figuring out what that range is and it's very like complicated and frustrating and like that, that's the worst and my favorite part <laughs> and then once you get your hit like oh all right this is what i like to hear over and over again it's that um, almost like you, you get an active listening ear from EDM because people take think that it's like just a lot of one sound over and over again, and it's not like they're they're chopped up and there's effect effect racks on these very different one two to four bar um, um, increments that will make you feel differently, and and it's very much so intended to make you feel feel differently. So like thinking with that mind after like getting what I want, like, like now I'm having fun, you know, now it hits, now I get to put the, the 808s or the drums or whatever over that and manipulate it further. Like I, I know that I have it when I, the day after I listen to my own discography and I'm like better than all that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm every day I'm trying to top my last shit every day. So like if it's not better than what I had the day day before, it's not gonna work for me. And so I know that I know that I'm happy when I've beaten myself, basically. Yeah, I like that. I like it. Um, yeah, you know when we you're on you're as good as the last thing that you made, exactly. and that's, that's kind of the, the mentality or what have you. And you know, I, I, I try not to put too much pressure on myself when I'm, when I'm doing this sort of stuff, because it's a collaborative thing. Right. right and, absolutely. you know, I'll say like, you know, it's almost like using the jazz thing. Right. It's almost like you're improving. You know, it's just like, well, hope we got that exactly. note, bro. Exactly. What are we doing next? But and you just look at each other. Are we going into this question? <laughs> you know what I mean? There might be different things that are lit while we're doing it. <laughs> hey, bro. Exactly. Exactly. You're aware. You're so aware. I, I got I got two more questions that I want to hit you with before I hit you with those rapid fires. I've been adding to it to you know to this what we've been talking. Gotcha. Um, so you know this this is a you know proudly this is a Baltimore centric podcast. Um, so like just just what what do you want to see if you were to put a really fine point on it? What do you want to see like in the next five years as far as you know the, the Baltimore scene, whether it be you know sort of the crossover component to it of you know sort of the export from the underground scene? What what do you want to see in the next five years for Baltimore as we're in the beginning of this 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 renaissance? Well, one I think that like it has to start with community. Um, me and my boy uh, Glenn have been like putting together a way for like high fashion to serve the community. Um, and, and then in turn, you know, showing them something better. Like, I, look, bro, like I, I love, I love the squeegee boys, but like, let's, let, let's get them off the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's, let's put some money in their pockets and give them some better. Like let's get some 12, some, some protection for the 12 o'clock boys. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's make some music that protects our people. That's, that's number one. 
Number two, like, let's get some direction. You know, let's let's figure out what our foundations are. And like, it very much so is so vast that it can be a lot of things, but it's not palatable to the rest of the world. So like, yeah, we've got the Oreos. Yeah, we're we're black and orange. Yeah, like, all right, so let's put that in some high fashion. And like, I have we have the opportunity to do that now. Like, uh, working with Lapstone and working with um, some some overseas folks as well, like getting the same fabric as Louis Vuitton for t-shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, it's gonna be high fashion. And like, let, let's like, if if no one's gonna put money into like, you know, making it look better, let's make the people more fly. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's 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 put some. You put some good threads on somebody. That's some good confidence. You know what I mean? Like, like let's let's build a store here. You know what I mean? And you know that may be happening in the near future. Um, and, you know, I can't really expand on that at the very moment, but, like, it, it's going to be for the people, you know what I mean? Like, let's, let's do more of that. Like, like feed the people's, we're, we're, we're constantly giving the people, like, stuff for their, for their shit back. And, like, the unevenness is, of that is, like, you're giving them a product and then they're representing you. Like, what are you giving back to them for that? You know what I mean? Like, so Baltimore, next five years, like, Protect, protect the homies. That's number one. Some direction for the scene. I'm very sure that in the next two, there's going to be some. Um, number three, like more Baltimore music festivals for for Baltimore, and that's going to happen with you know Future Fest that's you know being planned right now. So I would say like yeah, I, I want those things for for us, but like they're also happening at the same time. Just like need the city support and you know, and more collaborators because we can't do this shit on our own, you know, it's, it's and, and it can't just be like, here's like the poison of it all. Like, like everybody wants to serve their own community first. <laughs> so they look good to their community. We got to serve everybody. <laughs> That's just plain and simple because it's not about race and it never was. It's about, bread and it it, it's always been about bread so like let's all figure out a way to put bread in each other's pockets and not be so separate (laughs) you know like because because then we actually have community like like baltimore's mad split up i mean people people in east baltimore to go to west baltimore that's just you know it's just an example right there it's a very simple one that's a running bit but it's really true (laughs) And how much stronger could you could you be? You know what I mean? Like, how much more representation could you have? Like, it, think about like DMX, right? Like, DMX didn't just stay in one place type yeah. shit. That's why all of Baltimore loved him type shit. And like, one thing about like Baltimore and DMX was like, he didn't have to leave to get hot. He was hot here. You know, like their support here, the people are here. It's just like we have to surpass what the industry standard is. I'll, I'll give you this. And, and, and the funny thing is you just make my job a little bit easier because you answered my last question. So that's good. Um, and before I get into those rapid fire questions, I want to at least throw this one out there to you. Just an observation that I think adds a kind of buttons up your point there. It's you ever watch a movie and you look at like what's it rated and who rated it? I look at like the Rotten Tomatoes and then I look at. All right, what did the what did the Google users say? Like that's you know not the sort of approved reviewers. And if there's a difference, like a big difference, I'm like, real people liked it. The paid people hated it. That's and that's that's what you're touching on. 
Bro, if it's like a C on Rotten Tomatoes, it's probably fire. If it's like like in the 50s or something, it's probably fire. If it's in the 80s or 90s, somebody's getting paid and they mm-hmm. probably held out box office type shit. Like they there's like I, I I hate that shit so much. I hate it. I hate it. But there's so many don't... versions of payola from back in the day that happen. And you know, I encounter it here where you know, I'm going to toot my own horn briefly here. When I run into people in the streets, just real life shit, mm. they're like, oh, hey, there's there's Rob. You know, that's the podcast guy and so on. They know me. Then, you know, it's like, and do you have like some of the other reactions? It's like, oh, snap, it's Rob Lee from the truth. Ah. And then you'll have like the people when I'm having these behind the scenes things for trying to do other things, trying to do community organized events. Yeah. So can you give us these numbers? Can you give us this analytics and so on? And it's just like, that's cool. And I have it. And I go professional with it because I'm always on point with my stuff. Mm-hmm. I find like, you know, the people let in, in the city, they're actually doing the stuff. They like me. The people that are any sort of other spots, they just gatekeep it. They're trying to get their friends and favorites. Oh, yeah. Gatekeeping, gatekeeping is like a very um, non-tangible way to make money. Yeah. And I think we can end on that piece. Absolutely. So I got, I got four or five. I think I have five actually um, rapid fire questions. You don't know. You don't want to overthink these, you know, because everybody overthinks. It's like, man, what is my favorite movie? Which color do I like again? So overthinking is my profession. So here's the first one. Me too. See more more Aquarius stuff. Uh, so so here's the first one. Um, what is your favorite like studio snack? Do you keep any food in the studio? Any drinks? Things of that nature? Weed. It's <laughs> a very very strong answer. Weed, weed and water. That's it. And like maybe like ginger ale, tequila. Like, I, if I eat, I just consume. <laughs> it just keeps going. I have a condition, so, like, I, 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 I don't eat while I'm in the studio because, yeah. yeah, I'm different. <laughs> I usually do the, the combination of, uh, what is it, Jameson and ginger ale? That's my Come on, man. Come on, man. It's my go-to right there. Um, it, it, I, I asked this question on occasion because um, I look for icons, I look for iconography. I look for sort of the visuals when you're exporting the place. What is the landmark for Baltimore, in your opinion? Like, what is that sort of visual language? If I was making a hat and I'm like, I need to show Baltimore. We know New York is the Statue of Liberty or the Big Apple or whatever. What is the thing for us? And don't say crab cake. Don't say crabs. Don't say anything like that. I'll be real tight if you do. No, no, no. That that's a hard one because like I, I came from PG and like DMV normalizes Baltimore as a bad guy, and then you come up here and realize that like y'all thought, you know what I'm saying? It's like I I I, I, I don't know. Like there's there's Baltimore is very very dynamic. I I, I would I would say you guys are, are a little bit of a well kept secret. Uh, like I cannot, I can't give you just one thing because I've seen so much. And like, if I give, I can't, and I can't give anything negative about it either. I will say that Baltimore is secretly high class. And that's, that's that's great. I mean, it's it's a, it's a it's a good answer. It's not quite the answer. It's a good answer. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna say y'all are secretly high class. So I'm gonna keep it there. <laughs> so just just the 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 pinky extended, you know. Just hey, hey, I'm, all I'm gonna say is come to the crib. Here's the next one. What is your um? What would be a, a, a dream collaboration for you, like uh, artists, living or dead, that you want to like collaborate on, well, with? Hans Zimmer. Okay. Absolutely, he's one of the biggest musical influences in my life. Wow, it's a good one. I wasn't expecting that. 
Yeah, man. It's like Hans Zimmer is part of everybody's life, whether you like it or not. This, this is this is true. Prolific. One can, one can make the smaller case for John Williams. <laughs> not quite the same, but still. Hans, bro. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer sell at a stadium, but also he's the nicest person in the world. Like I, like that's the dream right there. Like just to be so nice that it's like. I'm so good that I have to be nice and I will be nice because life is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's it. You can't really top him right now. I, I prefer just to be a heel, just to be a villain. <laughs> I'm just saying, just, like, I never want to be good. I'll just like self sabotage so I can always just be a curmudgeon. Uh, <laughs> so in, in one word, I only want one word from you here. Describe your music. I'm going to say dynamic. That's the best thing that I can give you. I appreciate it. Uh, and this is the last one I got from you. No, I'm going with cinematic. That's cinematic. Yes. Okay. Yes. This, so this is the last one I have for you. you. Um, and we talked a little bit about, you know, getting started, you know, so I definitely want to get this feedback from you. What is what is like the the strangest thing about being being an artist, like from your perspective? And and I frame that I wrote this question when we were talking earlier about me flubbing through my introductions that I write. So mm. I'm looking for an answer in that sort of space. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funniest <laughs> thing about being an artist, you know, with your finished product, people will portray you as put together. <laughs> but they have no clue who, who the fuck put that shit together. It's like, oh man, this guy's real put together. Like, like he, like he really, like, like must have like really been like uh, written shit. Like, I'm, I'm chaotic as fuck. Like, like I know what my album looks like, and I'm really glad that it does. But like, I, I was a like crackhead, like up three a.m., like had to go to work at six, like type, just making sure that. Like I'm a fixator, <laughs> you know. Like y'all, like y'all don't know. Like I'm, I'm a fixator. So it's like, oh yeah, he's like he, he, he just did this. Like you could just make, you could... nah, bro. I'm crazy. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's, it's real though. It's, it's one of those yeah. things where it's just like, look, man. You think this is together? Look behind me. There is trash behind me. <laughs> like this yeah, is exactly. green screen behind me. You know what I mean? Like, no, I, I. That is exactly it. It's like. It's like the the facade that the final project uh, <laughs> portrays, like even though that's what you wanted it to be, but like the journey was crazy. The duct like, tape yeah. used. <laughs> so bro, I'm telling you, it's like it's like, oh man, that album was really good. Like this song was so sad. I'm like, bro, I almost didn't make it through that song. Mm -hmm. you, don't <laughs> you don't understand. That's why you cried listening to it because I wasn't <laughs> gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that that type of shit like like i appreciate you appreciating it and i know you cried about it but i i cried for like four months about it so <laughs> it's like that shit man let me let me let me let me close out here i want to close out with this we, we can talk for forever because i mean like i said you know we're in the same like sort of odd odd wavelength here so we're, we're here we're out here yeah um but you know in all honesty i want to thank you for for coming onto the podcast and chopping it up with me it's been a pleasure um and it's great seeing your cat in the background by the way and um <laughs> and um in these final moments i'm going to give you the space to uh, share with the listeners where they can check you out follow your work um, website social media all of that good stuff the floor is yours all right so um you know you can find me on on you know apple music spotify 
SoundCloud, now Tidal, now Amazon, so you can play it off your TV if you want to, at Lord's Wrath, uh, L-O-R-D-S-W-R-A-T-H, like Angry Jesus. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm with this. there's going to be some things coming out on some uh, major places, so uh, you kind of won't even have to look for them <laughs> in a little bit. But keep an eye out on, uh, you know, even on Eulogy's page and um, uh, Jefferson's page, you know, shout out to them. Shout out to SPR as well. Um, you know, they're going to be um, a big part of that. Um, and, and, and as well, you know, if you ever get a chance, check out Jefferson's foundation, you know, they're going to be a part of it as well. So um, we're going to make sure it's in your face. <laughs> so like, you can find me on, on anywhere you want, whether it, you know, any listening um, uh, app, but we're going to make sure that you see it everywhere. So and there you have it, folks. I want to again thank Lord's Wrath for coming on and spinning a yarn with me. And I'm Rob Lee saying that there's art and culture in and around your neck of the woods. You've just got to look for it. Oh,